and I'm back with another episode of I Have Issues. It's your boy Vasos, bringing you another week of the exciting comic book issues that came out this week. We got some uh, some indie books, some Marvel, or you know, some Image, a Boom title. We've got some Marvel, some DC, of course. Got a real switch around. I'll explain that later in the episode. You know, with the pull list. Normally, I'm DC heavy, or you know, but we've got we got a little bit of a, a little bit of a reversal of roles here of sorts. So, like I said, I'll get into more of that as we go on to the show. But like I said, it's been some. Uh, there's a lot of good contenders this week. A lot of good choices. A lot of uh, a lot of close calls. Ultimately, I think you'll be satisfied with pick of the week. Anyway, enough of me flapping. Let's get on to the issues. Okay, kicking things off this week with the Indies. First, we have Noctera, issue number six. So, uh, Val pretty much goes and tells, uh, basically that she's leaving and she catches the the doctor talking to uh, uh, Blacktop Bill. And basically she's like, look, I should kill you, but I'm just here to tell you that we're leaving. And of course, he's like, "Yeah, you're not going anywhere." So uh, Val, M, and Bailey all get held captive. Uh, I believe the plan is Bill's going to kill them. Bill shows up, uh, but then Val gets a crazy idea that she decides to uh, let the shades loose uh, in the entire uh, uh, facility. So it's kind of just <laughs> everybody for themselves. So. Uh, I don't know. I liked it. I, I thought it was a good end to this arc. Uh, and, uh, you know, homeboy gets, uh, old doctor gets his old, uh, comeuppance. So, instant karma. I dug it. That is, uh, Noctera, issue six. Up next we have Radiant Black, issue number seven. So this was the team of Radiance. This was, you know, Radiant Black, Yellow, Red, and Pink uh, fighting off against this new mysterious uh, invader. I don't really know exactly. They didn't describe him much. But he uh, shows up and basically just keeps following uh, the Radiance. And, you know, they're trying to defend themselves, trying to fight back, but they can't do anything to this guy. And he just shows up. Um, the pink radiant can basically uh, teleport them all over the place. So uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really fun. This one was like a big Power Rangers battle, essentially, but it was still uh, a lot of a lot of action, a lot of uh, a lot of character building. Um, but yeah, and it looks like uh, Marshall's kind of taking the lead on this uh, group of radiants. So I thought this was that was pretty cool. Um, makes you wonder if he's gonna give the the suit back because uh, Marshall's not dead. So, like I said, 
Or I'm sorry, Nathan. Nathan's not dead. So it'll be interesting to see if he gives the suit back. Uh, come the end of it. That's uh, Radiant Black, issue number seven. Up next, we have Time Before Time, issue number four. And I don't know. I, I, I've seen this, this book get a lot of hate um, for it being inconsistent. And I can, I can see the inconsistency, but uh, I've really enjoyed it, especially the last two issues. You know, issue two was really kind of just meh, but this one actually I enjoyed. Uh, so, you know, you're going from the time, different time periods and all this other stuff. Uh, Tatsu basically and uh, Nadia, they end up uh, interrogating the uh, syndicate uh, uh, spy. And so they're talking about it and then... Uh, one of Tatsu's, I believe it's his boss, ends up catching up with them and all this other stuff. So, uh, I don't know. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a great dynamic. Uh, it's kind of, I guess it's kind of hard to follow at times with them constantly jumping around through time and things like that. But I think it's, I think it's fun. I like the, the spy espionage of it, you know, the, Hey, let's time travel and run from people and all this other stuff. I I enjoy that. I also enjoy the dialogue, uh, and you know I, I think the characters are just are really good. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, that's time before time, issue number four. And finally, we have Power Rangers issue ten. So I'm not gonna lie. I didn't even finish reading this. <laughs> I couldn't. I read it. I read probably the first, I don't know, 10, 12 pages. And I just was like, no, nope, no, nope, I can't do it. Couldn't finish it. It's basically, I guess, an origin or at least that's what I picked up. It was an origin as, and a, as to where we are now uh, for the, the cat that's been with... Uh, Zach, Trini, and Jason, and, and Draken in space, and I just like I, I don't care. <laughs> so I, I, I like I said, I, I didn't even finish reading it. Power Rangers issue ten. Maybe you enjoyed it. I didn't. Okay. Also from uh, Boom Studios this week, we have a brand new number one. Eat the Rich issue number one. We have Firefly brand new verse issue number six, and Save Yourself issue three. Then from Image, we have Ascender, issue 18. Uh, Homesick Pilots, issue number 8. Lazarus Risen, issue 6. Jupiter's Legacy, Requiem, issue 3. Home, issue number 5. Second Chances, issue number 1. Another new number 1. Compass, issue 3. And Maneaters, The Cursed, issue number 2. Alright, that's the Indies. Moving on.
All right, now on to DC. So right out the gate, I'm gonna say my comic shop had a little bit of a flood incident, and a lot of its DC books got ruined, so they had to throw them out, had to reorder. So I had to read two books digitally this week from DC, uh, and I normally don't do digital, and I was only able to get two of the ones that I would normally read. Uh, there's still one that I didn't get to read uh, that would have been on my pool, but so them's the breaks. But anyway, so let's start digitally with Batman Catwoman issue six. Uh, I enjoyed it. I thought I thought I keep thinking it's it's making Selena look more and more like she's responsible for Bruce's death. Uh, and I guess Helena's just kind of along for the ride, or she's maybe trying to get it out of her mom. Um, I don't know. I, that part I'm still not 100% sure on where that's going. Um, the interaction between Selena and Joker is a little creepy. <laughs> um, I, I do think that the the incident with the phantasm. Uh, Selena and Bat and Bruce is fantastic. I I like that. I like the way it's drawn. I like the way it's written. You know, basically, Phantasm's like, look, we had a deal. Uh, I trade you Selena. You give me the Joker, and I kill the Joker. And Bruce is just kind of like, you know, I can't do that. And the Phantasm's like, look, all these lives, you know, that you can prevent, you can save. By simply just handing the Joker over to me and letting me do... You don't even have to get your hands dirty. I'm the one that'll do it. And I'll save so many more lives in the process. And Batman's just like... I can't because I would have had a hand in his death. And I can't do that. Type of thing. So... I did like that. The artwork is really great. Again, it's one of those that you can't... It's harder to appreciate. I feel in digital as opposed to in print. Um, but then I also enjoyed, I enjoyed, I thought it was weird that Selena, you know, old, old lady, uh, Catwoman decides to put it on her old Catwoman costume from the, uh, you know, the, I don't know, what was it the sixties and, or the seventies, maybe the sixties, seventies, uh, the purple Catwoman suit. thought that was a little weird of a choice, but I get it. Uh. And in the future, apparently, uh, Dick Grayson ends up becoming uh, the com- police commissioner, which I thought was a, a cool twist. I enjoyed that. I, I liked him and uh, Catwoman's uh, interaction. I thought that was really cool, and it was very touching. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see kind of how all this finishes out. I believe there's only six more issues left, so we're at the halfway point. Uh, so that was Batman Catwoman issue six. Also, the other book I read digitally was The Flash issue seven seventy three, and this was just a lot of a lot of fun. You know, it was a very touching towards the end. Basically, it's Wally. You know, oh no, you know, I got to take a break from work. Hold on, I'll be right back. Uh, as he goes to save, uh, I believe it was the pier that was on fire. Um, as Heatwave was going crazy, basically, you know, he's dying of cancer. Um, so he decides, you know what, I guess I'm just going to go do the only thing I know how to do. And so 
which has caused chaos and destruction. So he's over there setting fire to the pier, and uh, Wally goes to go stop him. He's not sure why, you know, Heat Wave would be doing this. He's like, look, he's he's gone straight. What is he, you know? And he's trying to figure out the solution as to how, you know, how and why Mick all of a sudden has decided he's gonna go back to being a villain. Um, so they have a quick back and forth, you know. Mick's just trying to go all crazy and blow the place up, but Wally ends up talking him down and basically, you know disarms him but you know doesn't hurt him nothing like that he's just like look look man your life matters like life matters in general like yeah it sucks you were dealt a bad hand but dude come on man hurting other people that's that's you were past this and you know i guess a heat wave just kind of surrenders and it gets a uh, sent on off and wally basically is like look i'll have uh one of my doctors i'll have a doctor that's a friend of mine he'll look into you and see if he can't what he can do to help you type of thing so it was really touching on wally's end so i thought that was really really good uh, and i believe in it also sets up uh going forward for i guess the next arc so this arc of the flash i guess has really been good to establish that it's wally gonna it's gonna be wally going forward seeing as how barry is trapped on earth omega <laughs> right now um but yeah, I enjoyed it. That's The Flash, issue 773. Up next, we have Nightwing, issue number 83. This was a very, very strong contender for pick of the week. Might have even been runner-up. I'm not sure, but it's definitely, definitely a contender. So, uh, you know, Blockbuster and the police were all surrounded uh, Mayor Zuko's uh, penthouse building whatever it is that uh nightwing broke into before he found out that she's his sister um so basically nightwing has to make it look like he was maybe trying to intimidate her or something so he devises a plan you know acts like he ties him up uh ties melinda and uh her bodyguard up and so he bails uh, has a quick little fight with Blockbuster. Ends up hijacking a helicopter, which I thought was kind of funny uh, to get as, uh, for his getaway. Uh, but then, you know, he has a very heartfelt moment. A lot of heartfelt moments in, uh, in some of these issues this week. So, uh, at least from DC. But yeah, so uh, Dick decides what he's going to do with the millions he's made or you know alfred's money the billions i guess uh, he decides he's going to give it back to the city you know and help those less fortunate and his foundation is going to be named the uh, alfred pennyworth foundation um which is very touching and uh, i like the the bat family uh text message or uh, chat or group text i'm sorry everyone's like yeah good job dick you know and damien I like Damien's responses. Not that it was any type of competition, Grayson, but you won. <laughs> I thought, okay, that's that's a typical Damien answer. Um, but I like how how Nightwing went to different people for advice. You know, he had Barbara there, which I'm wondering if they're gonna pick back up their romantic relationship, uh, seeing as how before he makes his announcement, she kisses him. You know. Um, he goes to Superman for advice. Uh, 
you know, he goes to a couple of different other people for advice as to what to do if he's doing, or basically, is he making the right choice? And, uh, <coughs> excuse me. And, you know, everyone keeps telling him, you got to go to Batman. You got to go to Batman. You got to go to Bruce. And Dick's kind of like, yeah, I know, but I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's the right thing to do. At least not right now. I'm sure he'll try to talk me out of it. Uh, so he avoids telling Batman. And, of course, Batman ends up calling him, which ends up surprising Dick. He's like, Bruce calling me? That's never good. That never happens. And Bruce you know, still in his costume, picks him up, you know, calls him and says, hey, he says, I saw what you did, and I want to say you did him proud. Uh, what you did was the right thing, and I'm really proud uh, of the way you honored him. And that's how they end their conversation. And like I said, I thought that part was really touching, and Bruce is in tears while he's uh, talking to Dick. So I thought that was, was pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, so it looks like Nightwing's going to start making some... Uh, some some more enemies not only as Nightwing but as Dick Grayson as he's now put himself out there to the public that he is a billionaire uh, and basically his idea to you know help people so that's Nightwing issue number 83 up next we have Shazam issue 2 so Shazam goes into hell and hell is basically like Las Vegas <laughs> And so, uh, Dane goes down there with him to help. So they walk into one of the casinos. They're looking for uh, the Rock of Eternity. And, you know, Shazam meets this uh, demon girl. And he just kind of flirts with her a little bit and all this other stuff. Uh, so she kind of, you know, oh, well, this is the person you need to see. Her, which ends up being her father, one of the rulers or overlords of this particular part of hell. Um, well, turns out Dane was kind of using his magic to gamble. Uh, they get pulled off to the side, straight casino style. <laughs> um, Billy keeps trying to turn into Shazam. It's not working. Uh, and then he's finally, at once he, they escape, they're able to get out. At least Billy is. Uh, Billy's able to get out, and then he finds the Rocky Returning. He's able to change. He starts fighting with the, the head demon. Uh, but then Dane reveals that he's not exactly who he says he is. Or he, he's been uh, hiding something. And, yeah, I, I really like this issue. It was a lot of fun. Um, it's... I don't. I, I'm. I'm. I'm sad that this is only gonna have two more issues. But this was. This was a lot of fun. That's uh, Shazam issue two. So the other book I would normally have read this week, but didn't because the comic sh my uh, local comic shop was unable to keep it. That was one of the books that got damaged. Was Legends of the Dark Knight issue four. So also out this week was Catwoman issue thirty four. Superman and the Authority, Issue 2. Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, Issue Number 3. Superman, Red and Blue, Issue 6. Batman Secret Files, Clown Hunter, Number 1. Truth and Justice, Issue 7. And Scooby-Doo, Where Are You, Issue 11. And that was DC this week. Got a complete flip, uh, flip of roles. Normally I have a lot of DC in the pool. 
and not a whole lot of Marvel, but it looks like we we switched it up this week. So now we're going to finish things up with Marvel. First, with Marvel this week, or up first now. Okay, let's start that over. Tongue twist. Okay, starting with Marvel. Now, going with Marvel. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is leading things off for Marvel this week. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, issue 17. Basically, uh, they're basically strategizing, trying to figure out what Dormammu's play is. Um... Doom and Rocket pretty much are coming up with the plan. Uh, and Nova's not having it. <laughs> you know, Nova's like, look, if Rocket, if this was your plan, I'd be all for it. The fact that Doom had any part in it, no, I, I'm, I, I refuse to, you know, to go along with any plan that Doom is, has come up with. Uh, so, you know, Nova's kind of at ends and he thinks, you know, everyone should be on his side. Uh, and even, you know, he's like, look, you know, St- Pete, you know, Star-Lord, you should be with me and Gamora. And Peter's just like, no, man. I mean, I I think Doom, you know, yeah, it's, you know, you're you're in the right that we shouldn't trust this guy. But I think his plan is is a good one, more or less. So you find out Doom is, ba- or not Doom, uh, Dormammu has basically he's been strategizing a way to uh he has a plan basically to help bring him fully back into uh the universe into the world uh from his dimension so uh and it looks like he might have found a way to to give himself a good old power boost so should be interesting to see you know there's a lot of dialogue funny dialogue with rocket and everybody so you know this book has been up and down and it's just managed to stay interesting enough for me uh with the whole dormammu uh taking over ego uh and now it looks like he's uh taking his powers another step forward so it'll be interesting to see how that goes uh and that uh is guardians of the galaxy issue 17 up next we have a number one we have kang the conqueror issue one only myself left to conquer so this is basically uh, a younger version of king nathaniel richards uh he comes into contact with actual king himself uh, you know the his the version of himself that is already king uh, and basically king explains kind of how he has evolved over the years you know all the different personas he's taken on uh everything you know he's explained to him 
how he's lost, what he's learned from him, how he can't, you know, basically go back and help himself win and all this other stuff, how he has to learn from his mistakes. Um, and it's just, it's interesting because, you know, he's, it's like he's training his younger self for one, but it's also like this was supposed to happen type of thing. So it's very interesting. I like this. There's a lot of, you know, interesting dialogue back and forth, uh, some tension between Kang and his, his younger self, um, yeah, I mean, this was a very, very strong contender for Pick of the Week. I really enjoyed it. It's a lot of dialogue, especially early on, but it progresses the story, so it's definitely uh, it's definitely worth it. That is Kang the Conqueror, issue number one. Up next, we have Moon Knight, issue number two. This was also a very strong contender for Pick of the Week. Uh, so basically, Moon Knight uh, ends up beating up old people. <laughs> No, that's not exactly what happened. So, you know, uh, Moon Knight is, you know, investigating, you know, all these uh, muggings and killings that's happening courtesy of elderly people. They're the ones doing it, and they don't seem to have any recollection or control of their actions. And somebody busts into uh, Moon Knight's office uh, who had just been attacked. And, you know, Moon Knight's like, so you got beat up by the geriatric ward. Why the hell didn't you take some of them out? And the guy's like, one of them was my mom. So he's like, oh, okay. Well, that uh, <laughs> that is definitely a problem then, I guess. So he basically ends up going to the guy's building. Uh, of all people, it was the janitor <laughs> that's, control- that's, that's mind controlling all these uh, elderly people. Uh, and he's do it, doing it courtesy of the, his sweat that he was putting in the uh, the water uh, through the pipes of the building and all this other stuff. So they were bathing in it, and he was that's how he's able to control them. Uh, basically, Moon Knight's like, okay, well that's a cool power, you know. Let's see how how your uh, mind control works with a mind like mine. Basically, makes the guy go crazy, which I thought was really really cool. Uh, the art in this is just really, really great, especially once uh, towards the end, uh, when, he, when Moon Knight is basically showing him Conchu and all this other stuff. I thought that was really, really cool. So I, I really enjoyed the second issue. Like I said, this one wasn't as uh, wasn't as uh, character building filled. This was more action, more hey, this is what we're doing now. We're gonna do this. So I I liked it. It was a good, fun read, quick read. That's Moon Knight issue number two. And up next, we have Sinister War issue three. This is basically everybody beats the shit out of Spider-Man. <laughs> you know, Pete's getting his ass kicked just when he gets away from one group of, or, you know, one of the groups of the six, or Sinister Six. So another one comes up to start fighting him again and beating him up even more. Um, you know, he almost gets killed by... Uh, Mysterio and and uh, and the lizard as they pretend to be Black Cat and uh, and Wolverine, thinking he's there coming to help him, and they end up almost getting him, but Lizard blows it. Um, so uh, yeah, you know a lot of stuff going on. It's all Kindred basically putting this together, and it looks like Boomerang is trying to help Peter somehow. You know he's basically trying to help him out the best he can. 
uh, without, I guess, giving away that he's doing it. So it's it's interesting. I I liked it. I didn't like it. I I don't know. I, I like it, but to me, nothing other than Spider-Man getting his ass kicked really happened in this in this issue. But it was cool. It was a lot of stuff going on. A lot of interesting plot points. I guess finally getting tied up. So it'd be interesting to see how the Sinister War finishes out. Sinister War issue three. And finally, we have Way of X issue number five. So this was pretty much the majority of this issue is Xavier and Legion basically arguing. <laughs> or Xavier basically telling uh, Legion that he's wrong and that he's a liability and that basically if he dies that Xavier's going to put him in the very, very back of the queue for the resurrection protocol. And, um, you know, they have their whole drama going on. All the while, Xavier's basically telling uh, Legion these things. Legion um, is trying to talk to Nightcrawler, you know, telepathically communicating with Nightcrawler. Uh, you know, like I said, Xavier's just kind of laying into Legion. Uh, he's pissed because he got, you know, because Legion killed him. <laughs> so, you know, he's pissed, but... You know, Legion did it for a good reason. Um, but again, you know, Legion's kind of still an asshole. Uh, and like I said, he's, he's communicating with Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler is basically trying to... Uh, he's trying to save a couple of mutants that are fighting. You know, he's like, look, you can't do this. You know, this... You know, and then they're kind of like, well, what's the point? You know, resurrection, it's resurrection. You know, we're going to... Even if I kill them, he's going to come back. Or if I kill her, she's coming back. Or vice versa. And, you know, Nightcrawler's like, look, that's not the point. You know, the point is, we shouldn't rely on this. You know, this is unnatural. You know, we can't... You know, it... Basically, that he, he completely disagrees with the resurrection protocol. Because it devalues life. Because people are willing to do more stupid things. And just, ah, well, whatever. Um, but in the meantime... Legion's able to basically communicate and he figured out how uh, how Onslaught is gaining his power and how he's planning on coming back and it's courtesy of the resurrection protocol uh, each time somebody's resurrected he's able to pull a you know to pull a little bit of that power out of them and that's how he's using the power himself so Legion's aware of what's going on Xavier isn't it's not a hundred percent clear if Nightcrawler actually is hearing Legion or if he's listening to what Legion is saying or if he even believes him but um, like I said it, it was a boring it's very dialogue heavy this issue but it moves along the plot very very well um, but there is a lot of dialogue to get through it's a lot of uh character development and a lot of uh world build, plot building is it's basically they're building up the plot so uh but it's definitely worth it i i, I enjoyed it that's a uh, way of x issue five also out this week we have marauders issue 23 miles morales spider-man annual number one star wars issue number 16 
Star Wars War of the Bounty Hunters issue 3, Iron Man issue 11, X Corp issue 4, Black Cat issue 9, The Marvels issue 4, Spider Woman issue 14, Gamma Flight number 3, and Warhammer 4000 Sisters of Battle issue number 1. And this week, Pick of the Week is coming to us from Marvel. And what is that Pick of the Week, you say? Why, it's X-Men, The Trial of Magneto, issue number one. Get ready. Going to court. And Pick of the Week is X-Men, The Trial of Magneto, issue number one. We start out Northstar saying, what do we have here? As Dakin, sniffing the area, says right here, (laughs) this is where the struggle started. Northstar says, Rachel, can you crow skim to verify? Rachel Summers uses using her powers. Says yeah. North Star continues. That is, if it's all right by our X Men and X Force babysitters, of course. So we see Wolverine, X twenty three, Cinch, and Domino also surveying. Domino chimes in. She says, North Star, we're here to help. X-Force was working the event security here for the Hellfire Gala the night she died. Northstar cuts in. X-Force was working event security here for the Hellfire Gala while a woman was murdered. And investigating deaths is what X-Factor does. Wolverine says, Mind removing the stick from your butt, bub? Northstar says, The stick stays. Rachel then telepathically chimes in. Quiet. I need all the ride-alongs to stay quiet. I have enough uh, enough chronologically to muck out as much, or to muck out as as it is without your helping. Adding even more shit on top of this, I have to dig out first. Everyone's quiet. She says, that's better. Northstar says, Dakin, continue tracking the struggle first. Dakin says, all right, from here, then here. She started, she fought free, started to run. Northstar says, how far? Dakin continues, managed two, three running steps east before being grabbed again, this time from behind. Rachel says, then another struggle. As she projects the events that happened of the Scarlet Witch running, Dakin then moves up behind a bush. He says, yeah. Got a bead on her events sequence now? Rachel says, yes. I can just barely see her, but there's still way too much temporal residue muddying up the view between me and actually who's seeing who got her. Dakin says, then let's keep going. This big gap in the leaves here. She was being dragged backwards. Laura X-23 says, forced out of sight. That how the grass got torn up here? Dagon says, yeah. She was kicking and digging her heels in. 
Logan says, wanted to make it difficult and harder for her attacker. Northstar says, good for her. Rachel? She continues. She says, yes, I, I can confirm that's what happened. Dagon says, what's up? You look well like yourself, but somehow more so than usual. Northstar says, none of this adds up. Why wasn't she using your magic? How does one get a jump on a sorcerer who controls all reality? What kind of monster would take it to bring her down at all, let alone like this? She's the Scarlet Witch. Voice says, obvious signs of struggle. Prodigy says, we know, I boy. I extensively cataloged them in the pathologically report already. As B says, X-Force is just here to review X-Factor's findings, Prodigy. You don't mind, do you? Prodigy continuing on working. Says, I kind of do. Since when are forensic autopsies a spectator sport? Cyclops then voices down. Can we keep this rolling? Prodigy responds, Go a lot faster if y'all stop interrupting. Beast chimes in. Her gloves are torn. And there's blood under her nails, likely the attackers. I voices, no, that's her blood. This stuff here under her nails, the same stuff as, well, all the rest here. We then go to Dakin. He says, I smell her blood, starting here. It's only hers. I boy tries to finish the sentence, but he can't. Dakin continues. She was dragged backwards by the neck, one arm hooked around her throat and the attacker's other hand was shoving hard against the back of her head like this. Another voice says she wouldn't have. Eyeboy continues. She couldn't breathe the tissue damage right here. That's what that means. So she was using both hands to um, pull at... Prodigy interrupts. She was fighting so hard to remove the airflow obstruction crushing her windpipe that her fingernails ripped back and she began bleeding from her uh, nail beds. I voices, yeah, thanks. She was clawing at the murder weapon, not her attacker, because there's no biological trace evidence that isn't hers. As Dakin continues trying to explain, Logan says, what else do you smell, son? You're missing something. Dakin says, there's something inorganic. Rachel continues, Wanda's hands were bound behind her back, but there's no one doing it. So it's either it's magic or Polaris from Autopsis Metallic. Dakin continues. Blood pattern on the ground here shows that her hands were bound, just like Rachel said. Northstar says that might explain why she wasn't using her magic to defend herself. But how were they able to get so close to her in the first place? Dakin says because they knew her. Someone close to her Someone she maybe even trusts. Rachel says, Someone she trusts. Who was wearing a white cape? Dagon says, Here. You saw someone in a white cape here? Where the body was found? Rachel says, Hmm, yeah. I see them walking directly away from Wanda's dead body. Dagon says, She died of strangulation? You see any of that? Rachel says, No. But I'm betting pathologically will cooperate that a strange hands-free type of metal killed her. Same kind I also saw being used to cuff her. This is definitely our guy. 
Northstar says, I saw exactly the way she was laid here that night, so deliberately. This was not an act of rage or a crime of passion. At the time, I thought it was just because they'd heard people approaching and left in a rush. But now I wonder if they wanted to make sure her body was found so quickly. That there were no marks on her face. Indicating that the killer was fond of Wanda. Paternal even. We then go back to the dissection of her body. The autopsy being performed. Woman says, You'll notice the bruising pattern on her wrist indicating her hands were bound. I voices, Bound behind her back, actually. We figured that out when I x rayed all her injuries. Sage turns. He's right, Hank. B says, Sage is an expert in forensics with biokinetic genetic sight. This is how. So how is it that you can see, for example, all the blood on Wanda's body belonging to her? I was says, oh, uh, well, for one thing, I can see enchantment. Wanda has a lot of blood in her magic. B says, remarkable. I voice says, thanks. I also have microscopic and x-ray visions. You can see gamma, UV, electromagnetic. As Project cuts my those are I Those are x-rays I pulled. You can see stress fractures on Wanda's ulnar bone and soft tissue damage around the rotator cuff and repeated strain. Dr. Reyes and Elixir can verify. Reyes says, yeah, the atrophy I sense there puts this happening around 60 seconds before the time of her death at 2.56 p.m. I'm sorry, 2.56 a.m. Which, um, well, after iBoy reviewed the inorganic uh, particles found and the soft tissue damage on her throat. We determined the cause of death was strangulation by means of supernatural magnetation. Polaris, hearing the news, says, give me a head start. We then go to the quiet council. Magneto stands up, shouting, fools! At least make an attempt to comport yourself with decorum, Magneto. Sinister then says, Look, she's human. She's hated and she's dead. Why are we even bother bothering to debate this matter? Magneto walks up to Sinister, grabbing him by the face. says, Because you are, you're all willingly making a choice to endanger the Krokoan experiment. An offense I find especially egregious when it is otherwise so easily corrected. Xavier chimes in, Eric. You are somewhat correct on one score. We do have a choice to resurrect the Scarlet Witch. An entirely unique choice at that. One not afforded to any other. Seeing as Wanda, Pietro, are the sole non-mutants that deceive that deceive Cerebro long enough for there to actually be backups. Very, very old backups. But yes, they are there. However, if you find the subject at hand too difficult to discuss, they will simply proceed straight to the vote and no longer entertain your tactics. You will get nowhere near... You will get nowhere with pageantry and threats in here. 
Mystique chimes in. You seem very interested in the Scarlet Witch's resurrection, Magneto. One might begin to suspect you have ulterior motives. Xavier says, I'm told X-Factor is closing in on the prime suspect as we speak. Mystique says, are they now? Interestingly enough, only one person has noticeably evaded X-Factor's investigation attempts at every turn. And here he is, aggressively campaigning for the victim's resurrection. Why is that, Eric? Covering your tracks? Xavier says, Mystique, enough! X-Factor's Forensics patholo Pathologically Unit is concluding Wanda's autopsy at this very moment, with the X-Men in attendance. Magneto interrupts in a rage. Xavier continues, as a transparency measure, the autopsy is being conducted in the X-Factor Corpse Gardens, where there is an operating theater. Magneto says, What? You allowed multiple potential suspects with supernatural abilities to remain present at the time of her autopsy? Have you all lost your minds? Someone could be tampering with evidence. Emma Frost says, Sounds like a convenient excuse for whomever finds themselves accused. Xavier stands up, out of his chair, screams, Enough! Those in favor of a non-mutant resurrection for the Scarlet Witch. Only two raise their hands. Emma Frost says, Oh, Kate, really? Kate says, Look, all I know is Krakoan resurrection is inexact. It's an art, not a science. We have no right to deny resurrection privileges from someone when we have every means of providing it and nothing to lose by doing so. Emma says, we'd be losing a world finally free of, a, of Wanda. Mystique says, very well. Xavier says, okay, three votes in favor. And those opposed? Go around the room. The remaining members of the council raise their hand. Xavier says, then it is settled. The Scarlet Witch's closest friends and Avengers associates will be immediately informed of her murder and that we are taking the appropriate action to seek justice on her behalf and when they may come and collect her remains. Eric, I am very sorry for your loss, but we cannot resurrect the Scarlet Witch. Magneto says, you can. You just simply refuse. You are all choosing to suddenly honor the same arbitrary human limitations we've long since abandoned for ourselves. As Magneto starts to crush Xavier's helmet, Nightcrawler yells, Stop! As he teleports in front of Xavier, Kate walks up right behind Magneto. She says, Stand down, or I'll peel the brainstem right out of your spinal cord like a Twizzler. Xavier pulls off his helmet, blood running down his head. Magneto says, this is a choice you are all making, and it is the wrong one. As Xavier says, then it is still our mistake to make. Your behavior is beneath you, Magneto. Storm stands up. You forget yourself. You are the most powerful. You are not the most powerful mutant in the, in the room anymore. Mystique says, look at you. 
mirrored in your methods, a force like a tired old fighting dog, so accustomed to bludgeon a path toward whatever it is that you want now. You've lost sight of the fact that not all will be amendable to your bullying. Magneto goes, bullying? <laughs> Another hopelessly antivillian human concept. Although I suppose even an anthill appears massive to the piteous small. I carved myself out of torture to stand tall upon the ruins of my subjugation. I made a choice as he walks out of the room. Let's see how well time will test yours. Magneto walks down to the rest of Krakoa. You seem to be in a party mood. As loud cheers of death to the pretender ring out. He walks disgusted by every step he takes. Northstar then flies up to him. As long with the X-Men in tow. Xavier says, or Magneto says, what is the meaning of this? Ah, I see. You think I killed Wanda. Northstar says, you need to come with us now, Eric. Magneto begins to fly. Magnetic fields around him. He yells, no. I don't believe I will. Now to the boneyard in Krakoa. Voice calls out, Tommy? Tommy Shepard says, Hey, Kyle. I couldn't leave her all alone. Kyle then says, I'm not so sure you should be here alone, sweetie. Tommy says, No, I I mean, look. Look at her body. He says, I don't know. She's in there somewhere. I called my brother, but there's been some sort of space emergency, and I haven't been able to get in touch with him. Kyle says, oh God. Tommy leans into Kyle, crying. Billy gets magic stuff. He would know what to do with this. I don't think he knows that Mom's dead. The Krakoan gate in Manhattan now. Iron Man says, pretty, sort of. What do you think it means? Wasp says, I don't know, but it's giving me the willies. Blutch. Captain America says, why did you call us? And tell us to meet you here, Vision. Vision then appears. This is the pro precipitivity rare Everbloom Blossom. It is impossible to grow in a low-altitude tropical climates. Wasp says, This isn't native to Krakoa, I, I take it. Iron Man says, So you gathered us because you're excited to show us an endangered plant? Vision says, No. I summoned you because it's Wanda's favorite flower. And I've been retold she's never returned from the Hellfire Gala. Cap says, by whom? As Xavier walks through the Kokoan Gate. He says, me. Thank you for meeting me. Vision and friends, I, I wanted to tell you in person. I'm afraid I have some terrible news. His vision begins to collapse. Cap holding him up. Wasp. Gasping covering her face back to the grove in Krakoa X-23 and Wolverine both charge at Magneto he catches them in the magnetism and he throws them both he says 
You've never learned. Wolverine says, nah, just never gave a shit what you did to me. Now them, on the other hand, as Dakin and Cinch sneak up behind him, Dakin stabbing Magneto in the arms. He says, no, animan no animantium to manipulate inside me. Wolverine gets up laughing. He says, huh, kids these days, huh? All of a sudden, you see metal getting blasted into the back of Dakin. Magneto says, I don't require metal inside of you in order to make you suffer. There's more than enough metallic ore and Kerkoa soil for that. As he flings Dakin backwards. He says, ah, an attempt to use my powers against me. Cinch, isn't it? Show me yourself, power leech. As Jean covers everybody in a psychic bubble. Everyone take cover. As Wolverine begins to guard Laura. Magneto says, let me finish them. I'm going, if you're going to borrow my powers to wield them against me, then come out and face me like a man. Polaris then comes out. She yells, okay. And she begins throwing her powers at Magneto. Magneto says, cease this foolishness, daughter. Polaris, is that what you told Wanda? Magneto cuts her off. You know, you asked me once how I would describe your personality, and I assumed that I had no answer when I was merely biting my tongue. I now believe it was an error on my part to spare your feelings at the cost of the grasp of your reality. Because if you were to ask me again, I would tell you the truth. You so desperately lacked an understanding of that you are unhinged, inconsistent at best. As she begins throwing the metal back, Cyclops blasting it out of the air. Clara says, How many women is it now you once claimed to love who all perish at your brief window of affection and attention? You leave a trail of dead wives and dead daughters behind in your wake as the X-Men rush to her side. Polaris says, breaking down people to make them more biddable has always been your motive, hasn't it, Father? You tried to break me too, tried to rearrange the pieces of me back into your perfect daughter, but I failed you. Your efforts backfired, and you only made me stronger. Is this what happened to Wanda? Your efforts at making her more biddable to your machinists failed, so you cleaned up after yourself. You killed her. As Cyclops launches his optic blast, he says, Get down. Confused. He says, Where did he go? Suddenly, Magneto is taking punches. He can't see who's hitting him. Then he allows himself to be seen. As North Star pulls off Quicksilver. As he's beating on Magneto. Magneto barely getting out the word sun. Northstar pulls Quicksilver off. As he yells Quicksilver enough. Quicksilver in a rage says. I always knew it would be you Magneto. I always knew it would be you who killed her. Just like you always talked about doing. As Magneto lies on the ground unconscious. Jean flies in. She says Rachel 
Help me get Magneto to the Healing Gardens. Northstar flies Quicksilver in the air as he continues to yell. She was only ever broken in your eyes, Magneto. She was she was just unwell. My sister. She was just a very sick woman. She just needed help. Some fucking compassion for once. Northstar says, Pietro, I know. I know. Pietro cries, hugging Northstar. Quicksilver says, It's my job to protect her. <laughs> and and I failed. How could I fail? Now, in the healing gardens, Jean says, Dr. Reyes said Healer or Elixir would be able to wake Magneto up whenever X-Factor returns for questioning. But he's stable for now. Logan says, Comatose, you mean. Quicksilver was a heartbeat away from killing him. Out of his damn mind with rage and grief. Gene says, Good thing Northstar intervened, or Charles would have another Maximoff murder incident to inform the Avengers. Smith says, Genie, you can't just take a peek under the hood. Find find him doing it. Why delay the inevitable? Gene says, That depends. Cyclops says, On? Gene says, On what his subconscious is up to. Because right now, that'd be what's on the forefront of his mind. And the ID's a lawless place. I need Emma's help. Cyclops says, I'm sure that can be arranged. As Eric in his mind, fighting it off. Gene says, no, it can't. A nightmare can't confess. A new voice says, Grief is a knifing wind. Gale force pain slams into you with a shocking blast. Loss levels you. You were not prepared. After time, you begin to right yourself. And I am healing, you may think. I am moving on. As we see, the old brotherhood of evil mutants, Toad, and then Quicksilver sits down at the bar with him. The man says, simpler times. Toad says, the good old days. They take their drink, drink it. Toad yells, this isn't right. How could this happen? It's not fair! As he throws his glass, the bartender says, no, stop breaking my glassware, Toad. Get out. He leaves crying. Quicksilver says to Wanda, May her weary, troubled soul finally be at peace. His tears stream down his face. The narrator continues. But then comes a moment in which you unexpectedly recall all that's been lost. And with this, in bursts a new, bitterly efficient new wind. One that slices cleanly through all the fresh protective layers you've managed to build back up around your healing heart. It carves open a promise of a scar and leaves you gasping for air in cold, in one cold swooping gust. It levels you again. You may have to repeat this process several more times before realizing that you simply must stay down. This is just how your life will be from now on. 
You have no choice but to permanently accommodate the hurting wind because there is no evading the pain. It never leaves you. But you become more adept at it, managing it. Eventually, your grief becomes background ache. Then, the wind knifes and bites through the nothingness you left standing in its path as it blows, hurting yet harmless. A lonely wind left, howling its pain, throughout all the blackened, empty spaces where a love once tended to live, whistling through the haunted ruins of you. My winds, how in the millions, as we realize the narrator has been Wanda herself, her eyes open, she looks down, she sees her chest bloody, as she sees somebody in a white cloak stabbing her, now the blood staining her, her now costume, the color it always has. She says, I am the Scarlet Witch, and I am intimately acquainted with grief. Every single person I have ever harmed, I grieve for them all. I ache for what has been lost, what I have caused, a tempest of anguish. Tears stream down her face. She says, see you next round. She lays there, apparently dying again. She says, and now... I grieve for myself, because I was killed, I died, and yet, I know that I am not dead. And that was it. That's X-Men, The Trial of Magneto, taking pick of the week for August 18th, 2021. that's going to do it for this week thank you so much for joining be sure go like and subscribe this podcast wherever you listen to it at and also go check us out on social media both on facebook and instagram at i.have.issues.comics man i told you this week was a lot of good choices for pick of the week man uh of course x-men trial magneto taking it home dun dun but yeah uh i really thought that was really good i like the the emotion of sort the emotion from uh uh quicksilver uh and the x-men and everything and magneto just you know he's acting like a villain but i'm really thinking he didn't do it i'm kind I'm, I'm starting to think he himself did not kill wanda even though everybody assumes he is and i think it's going to end up turning him away back to his villainous roots so um but yeah you know like i said magneto that one or trial of magneto was great I also really dug Way of X, just the plot points, maybe not overall, like the whole the story as a whole, but I think, you know, the things with uh, Onslaught, I thought that was really cool, how he's getting his powers back. Moon Knight was really good. Uh, Nightwing was really good. The Flash was good. Batman Catwoman was good. Uh, Radiant Black was good. You know, I can just go on and on. Everything was, was really good this week. So, like I said, it was a real hard... Real hard choice. Kang the Conqueror was also really good. So, like I said, everything, everything except for the Power Rangers. The Power Rangers I thought was the weakest book I've read this week. It's the weakest book I've read in a while, just because I didn't care about it. 
But anyway, thanks for listening this week. Be sure and tune in on Sunday. That's right, Sunday at about noon. Yeah, about noon Central Time. And uh, on Facebook, do the live stream. Top five of the week. So see you guys then on Sunday. In the meantime, I've been your boy Vasos. This has been I Have Issues. See y'all next week.